Hello and welcome to episode 47 of Our Weird Life. My name is Jack. My name is Jodie. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Happy Woo! Sunday. Happy um, Sunday. Yeah. Joe, how has your Sunday been so far? Oh, really nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Oh, I did some painting this morning. Okay. Excuse the motorbike. It's fine. I, uh, I, I'm doing an art course at the moment. And, okay. And it's... Uh, is there something on my head? No, no, my uh, headphone is really itching <laughs> for some reason. I thought you were pointing like, oh, there's something on your head. Um, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing an art course at the moment. Hmm. Um, I, I, I have to wake up at like half five to do it. Like it starts at six, but it's totally worth it. Like yeah. I really love it. It's making me really happy. Um, just really enjoying it. What's the, what's like the style of the art course that you do? Um, like illustration, but kind of... Like, well, it's it stems from art journaling, I guess, mm-hmm. which, if you don't know, is when you journal your life in the form of art. Okay. <laughs> like on a daily basis, you do this, yeah? It doesn't have to be daily, but um, just any memories you have, like mm. you might draw what you ate for lunch and then write about it or something like that. That's nice. Then it's just called, it's called art journaling. Have you already started looking back over these journals, like what you've done so far? Well, so I had, when I started, we went back to the UK, like in between the time I started and now. So Mm. I took a lot of those journals home Uh, and I really wish I didn't because I'd love to see how I've improved in a year. Probably a lot, I would imagine. But I'm enjoying it. It's fun. I'm doing it every day. um, And this course in particular is four weeks and I couldn't be happier. It really like brings me so much joy. It's very cool. Um... And if you're new uh, and you don't know, I drew the little, <laughs> the, the goofy drawing that we have for our... <laughs> yeah, the, um, the the profile picture that we used for Our Weird Life was drawn by none other than Jodie herself. But that was like, I drew that when I literally knew, knew nothing about, like I didn't even use Procreate, I used like some some equivalent of like paint or something <laughs> well, it doesn't matter does it you know it's no. um it's the results that count in the end yeah but i'm having fun so i did that and then i had breakfast i went for breakfast with my friends hmm. which was really lovely that's good I had a tea actually with my meal today instead of a coffee you had tea it was nice i preferred the tea did you yeah the coffee is a bit strong from coffee in japan point. is um it's a bit temperamental isn't it sometimes it blows your head off but in the mm. it's got like this I don't want to say sour, but I don't know quite how else to say it. I don't um, know. It's got this, like, edge to it that mm, isn't I always guess. that brilliant. Unless you go to Starbucks, it's not that strong, though, in no. comparison. No, I suppose not. But Japanese love coffee, don't they? Yeah, they, they have really strong coffee here. Mm. And it's always, like, blended or drip or... Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, really... I tried one the other day, actually, from a vending machine. It was called Mountain Blend. Mm. It was in the blue cam. It's very nice. Was it was it? like a milk uh, latte. Oh, yeah. But it was it was good. Like mm. a nice one. Mm. Very nice. I like one called... It's something roast. That's not helpful because they're all roasted. Something roast. <laughs> coffee roast. Something coffee blend roast. <laughs> it's in like... It's in a white can. It's like a fancy one. Oh, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, they, they have... So they have these vending machines all over Japan and they have coffee in them, like coffee and hot drinks, cold drinks. In the, in the winter, it's hot. How do they make the machine go from hot to cold? I think they've just got different storage racks for the ones which are hot and ones which are cold and that no, keeps but, them... but they change it, don't they? 
Yeah, I'm not sure. In the sure. winter and the summer, they like, change it. Maybe they take out the entire like bracket and then fit fit it with a. <laughs> or maybe they just roll away the machine and swap it with a winter one. I do reckon <laughs> switch maybe. over the whole vending machine. <laughs> maybe I reckon they've just got like a, a heating and cooling mm. option, and they change it depend depending on what it is. You know. Yeah. You wouldn't uh, you wouldn't get that wrong, would you? If you're like hot hot Coca Cola. Oh, yeah, can you imagine? I remember once leaving, um, it was like a bottle or a cup or something of, like, Ribena mm. in a car. And then without thinking, after coming back to it on a hot day, I just, like, took a swig of it. Uh, <laughs> it, it me, gross? It made me so sick. Like, it was it was awful. Uh, yeah. I think I, thought, it, I think it was a mix of car sickness and hot Ribena. Oh, God. Yeah, I thought you were going to say... Um, I thought you were going to say Coca-Cola and you you said that it brought me back to this like vivid memory of like I left a can of Coke on the side of my like bedside table or whatever hmm. and I came back to it I don't know how many days later and I picked it up to like throw it away and I could see something like furry in there Ooh. and I remember like tilting it forward to try and look at what it was <laughs> Oh, my God, it freaked me out so much. It looked like an alien or something. So mould had actually formed on it? Well, I guess, yeah, but it had, like, little, like, fur and then, like, little balls on the end of it, like Ooh. little fur ball things. Like a little mould forest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I used to keep things for ages. I had. Do you remember that mouldy sandwich? <laughs> Not really. Oh, <laughs> oh actually, yes, I do. You mean in, in a lunchbox? Yeah, I just, yeah. What like I used to get attached to like things like that. I had a tomato. Do you remember that tomato? I do remember the tomato. Yeah. I had a tomato that I was like, um, it was in my lunchbox or I don't know, but it it, it got like <laughs> it got cut. It was like open and like bleeding. I was like, oh, I'll put a plaster on it. On the tomato. Yeah, when I was in school, <laughs> so I put like two plasters around it. Yeah. And then I took it home. And just put it on my shelf, and then eventually it shriveled down to like literally nothing, and it was just two plasters that were left. <laughs> <laughs> That's that kind of sad in a way. You've just got two plasters left, and, and then and then the sandwich too. I did it. I left this sandwich in a sandwich box and put it on my shelf because I didn't eat it. So I think I felt bad. Like I don't want to just throw it away. I think you're very much of the mindset of um, you would rather keep something beyond its use than mm. potentially waste. Any of it, I think. Mm. But then it became like an experiment. I was like, now I want to know what the sandwich looks like. I do like when... Um, it turned to powder, by the way. You see... Do you remember that thing we used to do where you'd put something in like a, a sealed unit and you'd watch it decay? You'd watch it mould. I do like those um those Oh, like on, on YouTube or something? Yeah, like you can see the really the sped up yeah. process of things like degrading and, mm. and or things decomposing. Growing. Or things growing, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It's I fascinating. Like that too. It's kind of weird, though, isn't it? Or like a spider building a web. Precisely. Yeah. Love that. Absolutely. I love that. Do you like watching those like satisfying videos with like slime and soap and stuff? I like the ones you showed me before where they cut. Do they cut soap? Yeah, they cut it into little like squares. Yeah. And then, and then they that one's like, good where they're doing. But they've got like um, they pull down this big square grid mm. and they cut through it all. I like that. I oh, know I wasn't on about that one. Oh okay. I was on about they just they they carve like little squares into it. I see. And then they take a knife and like 
they shave it off. Yeah. And as they're shaving it, it like falls on the table. It's like that was a bad impression, but no, that sounded pretty good. Actually. <laughs> that sounded quite good. Isn't it great? But the internet now is used for so many of these kind of. No one would have predicted mm. that this would become one of the uses for the like internet. the internet. Yeah, watching someone cut soap or watching someone melt—I don't know—melt mm. some like whatever it might yeah. be. You know, I'd never have thought of that when I was like you know eight years old and I was putting in a floppy disk and playing Addy Boo. <laughs> I loved Addy Boo. Oh, my God. Or, like, there was this other game. It was, like, a mouse game. Like, you had to get the mouse, like, out the door. It was, like, a maze, I guess. But there was, like, a cheese. Yeah. I think I remember that one, actually. I think it was just called Mouse Trap or something. Mm. I don't know. I loved that game. The idea of floppy disk now is so strange. Yeah. They literally had, like, three megabytes space on. (laughs) Do you remember when that was a lot? Yeah, I know. And like, it's unbelievable. You'd put the CD in, like when when then we had disc. You put the disc in, mm. and it would take so long to load, and the whole computer would be like, "That's not worrying." Yeah, yeah, you'd like have to wait for it. I always remember I would buy computer games, mm. and the odds of them working on my computer were so slim. Like, or like I, the amount of money I must have wasted buying games that definitely wouldn't work, but mm. I, I thought I could like fudge the system. And get them to install, and they rarely did. <laughs> Why wouldn't they work? Because it's it's very different to the way that games work now, where you can sort of um, you like stream them via online, you know, like through things like yeah. Steam. It was more on a basis of system requirements. Mm. So if your computer didn't match the specs of what the back of this game always had, uh, it was like you ain't playing this game. Yeah. But to play the, all the best games. Mm. You always needed a good computer and, you know, computers were expensive. Yeah, I know. Like they were thousands of pounds sometimes. If you wanted a good, like, you know. I think, like, our first computer was like £4,000 or something. Four grand? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I don't know. But we had it, (laughs) like, we had it as, like, my my dad was like, this is going to be the future. Like, Mm. you need to learn how to use a computer. Smart man. Yeah, and it was like it was like every birthday, like Christmas present. It was like you, like for years after. It was <laughs> for the like next five years. You can't this have is that your Christmas present because you had a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not worthwhile investment though. I it mean, was great. How we often do we it. not use computers now? Mm. It's just it's everything, isn't it? I mean, we couldn't do anything on it other than play games. No, that's at true. At the time, it's like I say, you never would have envisaged that this thing that yeah. would eventually become something that was just like. I mean, now we've got smartphones which are basically computers didn't didn't the computer used to stop if like the phone would ring uh, like didn't the phone use the the you i don't know yeah so the the, the, dial-up ori- the original thing. dial-up thing that used the phone connection and if the phone went dial-up would go you yeah <laughs> it'd go away like, oh <laughs> get off the phone <laughs> don't use the internet i'm playing Addy boo <laughs> What's Addy Boo, by the way? Some people might not uh, know what Addy Boo is. I don't know. I might have explained it before. I feel like I have. What's the What's the gist? It was my go-to game, Addy Boo. Let me type it in. Um, oh, it was great. It was like a little... I don't know if he was like an elf, or like a little magical elf, and he had a house Yeah. like this. And you could... Like, it was all like static kind of images. They were like... 
like move like a little yeah. bit. Like if you hovered your mouse over it, then the image would move. Yeah. Um, but there was like games within the within the house and stuff, and um, all these things were like interactive. <laughs> it was really fun. I loved it, and there was like a coloring one that I used to do all the time. Yeah. And then occasionally there was like this like evil monster person that would come um and like eat the stuff there he is look this this monster oh gosh yeah he would eat like stuff i can't remember what it was now but looks like some kind of caveman beast thing it was a really strange design game but i really liked it oh that'd be boo i don't know if there was a point to it i'm not sure and not not many of those games did, did they really? They were so simple in their premise, but yeah. it kept us glued to the screen for mm. literally hours on end. Um, yeah, the same game over and over again. It's crazy, isn't it? it didn't even have a storyline. <laughs> no. You'd play them to death, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like you'd play them to the point where you just that you could memorise everything that was about to happen. Mm. Um, I used to love, like, the Lion King game and the Aladdin game. Oh, uh, yeah. The animations and those were so funny there. Mm, they bought that out recently. They did like a remaster thing, didn't they? Yeah. But it's funny, playing the kind of games that I do now, like the one I downloaded yesterday. Yeah. I almost, I just, I, you can't believe that it's come to that kind of sophistication. Yeah, so tell us about your day, Jack. My day, well, it didn't start too great because I haven't felt very good, no, to be I, perfectly honest. Jack's looking a bit peaky today. I do feel a bit peaky. I'm trying to keep my <laughs> my head above water today, but no, it's, um, I'm fine. Just maybe a bit over, what would you say? Over Overstimulated. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Yeah, too many late nights, all those kind of things. And I think today was um, collection day, you know. My body yeah. was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you've had enough. You've had enough, sir. Because, yeah, yeah. It's hot too, and I think the weather change really, really takes it out of you. Yeah, I think I remember about this time of year as well. The um, I get like these, you know, when you get headaches because of the pressure. Mm. That is about now. Yeah. So, I've got those to look forward to. <laughs> Great. Yay! Um, but then after that, you played your game. I did, and scary it was. Scary it was. <laughs> Yeah. It's horrible. Every time I came in the room, there was some, like, gross, mangled, like, person on the screen. Well, now, like, I, I almost refuse to buy games that have only just come out. You know, they charge, like, 50 to 60 quid. Yeah. I just won't pay it anymore mm. because it's kind of absurd. Um, but this one would come down, and it was, like, the not the most recent Resident Evil, Evil but the one before. Yeah. And uh, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Very scary. I don't understand Jack though, because he literally plays it with his headphones on, like plays it with his head. How can you do that? It's so scary. I was getting scared just walking in the room. There's a good reason for it. It's not just to, um, it, it's not just to kind of feel more scared or whatever. But you don't realise how much time that the, the game designers have put into the music, right? And you miss so much. Mm. if you don't listen to it like through that way just like these little creaks and little you know things that are going on there's so much like meticulous design that's gone into those tracks that with the headphones you can appreciate it i think well that's very nice of you jack i wouldn't do it (laughs) (laughs) 
You would literally hate this game. It's I'm very quite... aggressive when I'm scared, like we spoke about this last week. Mm. But I tried a VR once, and it wasn't a scary one, but I didn't trust my friend, which is sad, but I didn't. <laughs> because it's funny, right, when someone's scared. And mm. she had, like, this um, clown, like, VR clown game, and it was, like, a horror clown one. Oh, I think I know what you mean, actually. Yeah, I think you might have had a go on it. I'm not sure. It's that until dawn, isn't it? But it's it's like a, a circus version of it. Yeah, I think so. Horrible stuff. Um, really scary. But she was like, "I won't put you on the scary one. Just go in the in the fish one." So it was like in the sea. Hmm. But I knew. I just knew. I was like, "There's going to be a shark or something." And of course, there was this shark that started attack attacking the shark cage, and I just like threw the things across the room. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to do... I think I fell on the floor first. VR is like a whole different um, experience, though. Because yeah. it shuts off, like... Mm. You know, when you even when you've got a headset on, when you're playing a game, yeah. you can still see your own hands, mm. and you can still see, like, your body connected to the real world. But with VR, all of you is in it. Yeah. And it's very disorientating. Like, this game I've got now, you can play in VR. I can't even imagine... Oh, God, no, well, I wouldn't want like, to do that. I don't think I'd particularly want to do either. No. I just I, That just made me think, actually, we should talk about when we went to the Team Lab thing. It's a very good idea. Because that was really cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was good. So there's two of these experiences that are in Tokyo. Uh, we've only been to one of them, haven't we? Mm -hmm. But I believe they change some of the, um, the experiences inside the buildings every now and yeah. again, like a seasonal thing. And really what they do is they provide uh strange or like interesting experiences for your senses mm. well it's like an art sensory like yeah light museum or that's, something that's probably the perfect way to describe um, it actually but it's like a walkthrough experience mm. and there's what there's two in tokyo <laughs> they're by they're produced by a company called team lab and it's this huge like building and this big sign that's like Team Lab. And there's one called Planets. And the one we went to, I cannot remember the name of it. Do you remember the name of it? Um, I don't no, know. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But we went to Not Planets. The not other one. Planets. <laughs> the other <laughs> one. Um, I think Planets might have been sold out because it's kind of difficult to get tickets. And this was like... A couple of summers ago now. I'm actually not oh. sure if they're still open. Borderless. That, that's Borderless. The yeah. yeah. So the idea of this one was that is quite obvious in the title that there was no borders where you were. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the rooms had like seamless. There was like this infinite thing going on. Yeah. Oh, they, you know, amazing. you couldn't see. You know, that thing that happens when two mirrors are like at right angles to mm. each other and you look into them and you can kind of look. You can keep looking down yeah, and through it goes, the mirrors. Yeah, goes and goes and goes. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember the very first thing we did was we had to take our socks off and our shoes off. And I was wearing like a dress, so they gave you shorts. Um, it's very well organised and you go in in like groups. Um, and then when you're in there, it's kind of like, it's a bit like a, like a... Um, like a playhouse or something, you just you kind of free to roam around like and an adult, yeah, like jungle an adult. gym, <laughs> yeah, and it's very, it's just very unusual but really interesting. Mm. And the first thing we had to do was like walk up, uh, like a slope with, which was having water like pouring down it. Yeah, it was kind of difficult to get up, but there was like 
railings either side. And then after each um, in, uh, second installation, isn't it like an art installation? But it's like a room and you're in it and you're actually part of the installation. Yeah. So you, after each one, there's like a plaque on the wall that explains where the idea came from mm. and how the artist like came up with that um idea they're very clever some of them are they're really clever um one just came to mind actually that i'd forgotten about was the um if you've ever seen the uh what's that film called interstellar mm. there's there's a scene that occurs anyway but it, it there's in team labs one of the exhibitions looks exactly like that it's like you're um, in the tesseract or something from the marvel avengers it's got this like everything's glass but if you look down and you look up, all you can see is just, like, infinite... Um... Do you mean the lights? Yes, oh, those yeah. ones, yeah. So they're, like, strip LED lights hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, and they um, change colour too, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they change colour, and they have, Amazing. like, this, like, whirring music playing in the background. Mm. Um it's amazing, yeah. There's like a little pathway you can go through, but you don't know. Like the room looks massive, but you actually don't know how big it is. I was just going to say, I'd like to know how big the actual mm. scale of the room is because I bet it's not that yeah. much, but it looks, it just looks infinite. Yeah, because there's mirrors on the walls, mirrors mm. on the floor, mirror on the ceiling. You feel like you're standing in some kind of, I don't know, space dimension yeah. thing. It's weird. I actually have lots of photos and videos from that, so I should put them on our Instagram. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, my favourite room was probably the one with the big balloons in it. <laughs> there was like these giant, big circle, perfectly circle balloons. And they were taller than me. They were huge. They were massive. And it, this was to do with like space and how like particles move through yeah, space. Yeah, it's like the way that they vibrate and they, they push yeah. against each other. And you could just take a run through this room and all the thing, all the big, these massive balls would like fly out of the way, wouldn't they? Yeah, unbelievable. It was amazing. And and again, with the lights, like everything was lit up and changing colours. And mm. I got, I was so giddy with excitement in that room. I was like that's laughing. Like, that's the perfect word to describe it, giddy. Yeah, it's almost like you, I don't know, like. I think you just completely forget where you are. And yeah. also you forget that you're basically an adult running around like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like a little kid yeah in this huge adventure playground mm -hmm. um like i remember the one room it sounds really simple but it god it was so funny the room is completely covered in really spot uh soft spongy like mattresses yeah and that this is the whole floor so you mm. just cut you take a step and you just sink into this it's like a bean bag, isn't it? Yeah, like so a bean bag. So when you step on way. it, the beans like move out of the way, and your feet just go right into the yeah. middle of it. Now trying to traverse this thing, mm. I mean, it's not a very, it's it's not that long. No. But it takes so long to get to the other side, and yeah. you're laughing like. Oh my god! I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't breathe because I was laughing, and yeah. then obviously that I can't breathe, so I can't stand up, and yeah. I'm just lying there like a big hippo. Mm. <laughs> Rolling around <laughs> on these beanbags. I think a lot of this borderless, borderless came from nature, was inspired by nature, and I think that one was like quicksand or mud or something like that. I mean, it's. I imagine if it's if that's accurate, then quicksand would be lethal because. Yeah, we got halfway through and was exhausted. Like <laughs> you are, aren't you? Yeah, it's like a half a workout at least. Mm, yeah, going through those rooms, great concept though. And then there was one room which was. Um, like all the floor was water. Mm. There was about 
there was about, I'd say, like a foot or something, two feet of water. About two foot of water, wasn't it? We kind of went past your ankles, so you up to the top of your chin. Yeah. yeah. And um, projected onto the water were like flowers and, and fish. fish. Yeah. And, it, and it, they were all like the same sort of tones of colours. But it was just like really like surreal. And also it was projected all around the walls as well. So like the entire room... It just felt like you were in this like big fish flower bubble thing. It was really yeah, cool. That was good. Was and that then, the same room as where you looking? We lay down. Oh, that was amazing. And you're looking up at the ceiling. Yeah, that's so got there's, like there's like a, like a 360 degree dome. I mm. know oh, it's not 360, is it? Well, I guess it would be. You inside like the, all around. You inside like a, a dome, wasn't it? Mm. And you like you lie down on your back, and the, these like. It's mainly flowers, but this series of, like, different flowers plays. Yeah. Um, the, this video, like, projected onto this dome, like, above you. And they're just, like, tr- like trinkling down. And it's so relaxing. It's almost like they're just blowing in the wind, like, all these flowers or petals are falling off the leaves. And, like, you're just looking up at it. And it's yeah. it's so trippy. That room made me feel a little queasy, actually. I think it... It's so immersive yeah. that you start to lose your balance a little bit, don't you? Yeah. And you lose, like, the plane that you're on. Mm-hmm. You f- you forget which way up it is almost. Yeah. So you could be upside down looking down, but, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, it's in total reverse. It's yeah. very, uh, it's very effective. The, the other thing I liked as well, that room in particular was almost like a break for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, families, like, running around with their kids and... Some people were just lying there staring at it. Other people were, like, on their phones or taking pictures or whatever. Um, and it was it was almost like being at a picnic, but in, like, a dome. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. there was, like, families, like, walking around and stuff. Mm. And it's not... It's very much like, off you go. Go and play. Like, exactly as you would when you were a child. Yeah. It's like you can spend as much time in a room as you want to. You can spend as long as you want. But you could spend all day in there if you wanted. Yeah, you could stay in there all day. I don't remember it being that expensive, actually. I think it was like £30, pounds, $30. Right. Like 3,000 yen. Okay. 3,500 yen or something. Which for the experience I think was very much worth it because I've yeah. never been to anything like that before. Mm, I don't even know if it's still open right now. No, probably no, or like maybe if, not they now. Ch- if they changed it out, I'm not sure. Yeah, but I think recently they did a renovation on one of them. I think it was the Planets one, actually. Yeah, I really want to go and see that now. Yeah. That would be good. Mm. But if ever you um, get a chance in the future to go, you must because it's... I hope they put them around the world because that would be really cool. I mean, you you would think that they would already be there, wouldn't you? I don't know. I think it was just a... I feel like you need one of those in every big city. They're yeah. Really, they're really cool. It's really fun. And if you don't know what to do for the day and the weather's rubbish, like somewhere like that is literally perfect. Yeah, it is. An immersive museum. It's great. Lots of relaxing too. Mm-hmm. So what did you want to talk to me about, Jack? Well, I, I saw an article the other day that came up about um, something that happens in Australia. Okay. And it's to do with spiders. <gasps> you mentioned spiders earlier on, which is very weird. This is weird because I wanted to talk to you about a, a spider in Australia. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe we're about to talk about the same thing. Um, have you seen anything about this? Okay, No. Spider web. Spider webs blanket Australian landscape after floods. <gasps> wow. So, apparently, like, if you look at this image now, 
It's a tree that's completely stripped of leaves, but it is absolutely covered, and the roadside too. It's it covered like, in a spider web. It looks like Halloween. It does. You know when you put like the spider, the cotton cotton wool around your house to make it look like spider webs. Looks just like that, doesn't it? It looks exactly like that. So apparently, this is a phenomenon that happens um, quite quite more often than you would imagine. Yeah. But particularly after um, Australia had a lot of flooding recently, mm-hmm. the spiders do this thing called ballooning where they go to higher ground, like a tree or something like that, and they will fire off the say, silk web into the air and the wind catches it and it pulls it out. And, yeah. like, thousands and thousands of spiders are doing this. And the reason they do it is that so that they don't get devastated, the populations don't get killed in floods. Wow. So now you've got, <laughs> all over Australian towns, you've got these, like, thick spider webs. Wow. Covering, like, some of the higher areas you know above the roads and oh my goodness i saw that i was like oh my gosh it looks like something out of a horrorville it does what kind of spider is it is it particular no species all spiders like loads of different types oh my goodness yeah what why does that just happen in australia i guess it's hot so they have like i think maybe they have like a bigger uh, spider population too but yeah i think the the climate is a lot to do with it as well mm. <laughs> wow but after seeing that it just got me to thinking of some of the the things that happen in nature mm-hmm. that allow it to sustain itself, allow it to survive. Yeah. Like it's just kind of incredible that they've nature develops this way of being able to, despite the elements and despite danger, it comes up with these incredible, like, tricksy ways to be able to, you know, yeah. beat it. That's true. Now look at this. What's that? Thousands and thousands oh, of spiders, spiders that are all gathered. Can you turn it a little bit more? Sorry. Like, there's, there's sun shining on it. Ah, okay. Ooh! <laughs> it's kind of gross, isn't oh it? Oh, my goodness. We see one spider and we run a mile. Yeah. It's just hundreds of them. That's um, mad. So, yeah, so I started looking to some of the things that <laughs> wow. nature does in order to be able to survive. And one of the things I came across was this thing called um, the... Ant zombie fungus. Oh, no. That doesn't sound fun. It's very sinister, I've got to say. So what happens is, is there's a certain type of fungus, mm-hmm. particularly in like rainforests and very, you know, high, uh, like tropical kind Humidity. of... Yeah. Mm. Environments. The fungus gets into the system of the ant and it slowly starts to take over the muscles of the ant, actually. The brain remains largely untouched. But it starts to take over the limb, so it has like independent control of what the where the ant moves and what it does. What crazy stuff! How it, can how can how can a fungus do that? The cells somehow multiply and literally take over the body of the thing, and they start Ew. releasing chemicals, which then affect the brain and make it do all sorts of strange things. But what this particular fungus does is it gets into the ant and it makes it climb up the stem of a plant. And it will, I think 25 centimetres is where the perfect climate is for it to be able to do what it wants to do. Mm. And it will force the mandibles of the ant, you know, like the the jaws, Mm. to shut and close around the plant. And it will stay fixed like that forever. (laughs) Then it sends uh, shoots out through its head, like these plant shoots. No. Which form uh, these big, like, bundles of spores 
and this is all done underneath the leaf so that the spores release and fall down onto the, the ant's nest where the ant has come from and all oh. the other ants get infected. My so God. then they go off and move and they go to the next plant and they <gasps> release spores. It's amazing. <laughs> and this thing How literally do you know about that? I spent a while reading about it, but it literally comes through the head. It like grows do you have a out picture? of the body. Somewhere. I learned all my animal facts from David Attenborough, so <gasps> I saw a better picture than that actually, but Whoa. Yeah, so these shoots start breaking out of its skin. Whoa. And that's where the spores eventually grow. Then oh the spores my are released. Goodness. It's And what's that called? Amazing. Ant zombie fungus. It's got, it's got a fancy Latin name, but I couldn't mm. pronounce it, so zombie ant fungus is what it's Oh my goodness. Casually known as. I want to see a video of it. I almost don't believe it. It's unbelievable. Like, every time, every time I find out something new like that about nature, I'm like, I'm just amazed by it. You can't believe it could be true, can you? No. And also, how many thousands of years has that fungus had to go through mm. getting that wrong? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To finally go, oh, we've got it now. <laughs> well, well, wow. How are there, like, any ants left then? Well, this fungus is taking over all the ants. Which then got me to read more about ants because ants themselves are like oh, ants are fascinating like incredible, creatures. Yeah. But one of the things that um, certain ants can do, I think they're called carpenter ants. Some what some of the smaller ones can do is that when they are attacked by a predator, maybe like even just a bigger ant, different colony or something like that, they can raise up their ad- abdomens and force all the pressure inside their body to their abdomen and they literally detonate. What? They explode and it releases this yellow, like, toxic Mm. substance which can kill the predator. Mm. And they do this to save the rest of the colony. So they quite literally commit suicide Mm. to be able to fend off any, um, any danger. Do you think ants are, like, the most selfless creatures? Well... I mean, they've all got their roles. Penguins are pretty cute, though. Did you know that penguins... Everyone knows this. Penguins, like, <laughs> will mate for life. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. But the male penguin will go off and try and find the most perfect round little stone. <laughs> like, he'll, they'll spend ages looking for the most perfect little stone and then they'll take it to the female penguin and be like, is this good enough? And yeah. if she, like, accepts it and, like, puts it under her little flippers or whatever, then they're like, yes, we're married now. We made the connection. See, yeah. that's very... Penguins for life. That's, like, a very individual thing. Yeah. Because they go and search for the rock they think is mm. the most attractive or the, the nicest rock, you know, just as when you give a, a, a ring, you go and choose the ring. <laughs> that's mad. I'm sorry, that's mad. We're talking about penguins. I know. Penguins. Whereas ants work on more like a hive mind thing, don't they? So you're probably right, yeah. they are probably completely selfless. They just do the job that they, mm. they do. But then like the little, like the male penguin will sit on the egg while the female penguin goes and fishes and stuff. Yeah. So you think that she'd, she'd look at his bum and be like, have you got a big enough bum to sit on my... You mean so warm enough, so yeah, keep the egg warm. to sit on my eggs. It should be nothing to do with any, no rock. Well... What if a tiny, tiny male penguin comes along with the best rock? <laughs> he's got the biggest, perfectly round rock. And he's like, yeah, Bab. And she's like, okay, then, yeah. 
But then when she lies an egg, he's not big enough to like he's really keep small. it warm. Yeah. Yeah. See? What has a rock got to do with it? What's a rock got to do with it? <laughs> maybe it's, um, maybe they take that in consideration. Like, it's not just the rock, it's the rock and the way the penguin looks to him. I don't know. Do you most do adult, adult penguins are pretty big. Pretty large, aren't they? Like, yeah. they're tall and mm. they don't really differ in size massively when they're full grown, I don't think. It's just so strange. I wonder if any other animal does that. Look like gift giving. Yeah. You know, the, I know you, that you mentioned that, though. I heard about an animal the other day that literally makes pictures. Pictures? Yeah, like... It, it, oh, it, in the dirt. It's either the dirt or it, it's something like that. Like, mm. even in the water or something, it makes, like, Aww. these strange mosaics for its partner to just, like, impress it. Oh, yeah. It's a bird. It, it, yeah. It's a bird. It no. Is a, it is a bird, yeah. I forget where I forget where I heard it now, but it was just it's just unbelievable that that is even a thing. Yeah, I've seen it, and and it's so she can look at it from above. So she's like in the tree looking down while he's making this like like watch a picture, beautiful picture being made. (sighs) (laughs) How nature survives. Do you think the length of time that the penguin takes to get the rock is also a factor? Like that, you (laughs) that was too quick. You got that one right from right there next to Sammy yeah. by the ocean. You didn't go very far. You for didn't that. spend long looking for the uh, the perfect one. Or no. if you you spent two years and like no, sorry son, you wasted your time. Do you, you think that they reject too them too, or do you think they're just like, oh, he bought me a rock, great? I reckon they reject them. Mm. Yeah, I'll just flick it down the beach or something. The birds are brutal. They literally just reject their young. They just like kick them out of the nest if they don't think that they're going to survive. Really? Yeah, some of them do. Oh, I guess so. They, they're cruel. They're just like, you ain't going to live. Goodbye. <laughs> well, I guess they think it's a waste of food for the other birds. I, sp- I guess so. I mean, it's, it's just nature, isn't it? Mm. So back to ants. Ants are, the, ants are selfless, you think? I would I would say so, yeah. And bees. Yeah, bees are amazing. Again, they work for, like, they're part of a, um, a hive, aren't they? Mm. They've got that same, like, one mind instinct, which is yeah. just unbelievable. Actually, another ant I read about was... What could it do now? It was able to bite down on something, like a hard surface, and then release its mouth, and it would just fling itself, like really high up in the air. Like if it wanted to reach a new, you know, something that was far away or mm. too high or something like that. Mm. I'm not sure what it was. It could just fling itself. When do you have time to read about ants? I just, I don't know. I just went into a <laughs> bit of a, you know, when you go down like a black hole. Ant facts. <laughs> It's because you realise, you think about these things, but there's actually there's so many little offshoots that you can look mm. into, you know. Yeah. But ants happen to be very interesting. We saw one the other day, didn't we? Like a video of ants, like, dissecting a praying mantis. Yeah, they work with this, like, surgical precision just to... Mm. And they cut off his um, antennas first, don't they? Yeah. Man. Unbelievable. God. Damn nature, you scary. Damn nature. All I wanted to show you now it's very underwhelming mm-hmm. compared to what you've shown me is um <laughs> is an Australian peacock spider with the name Sparkle. A peacock spider. Peacock spider. It's called a peacock spider, and its name is a Sparkle Muffin. What do you mean? That's its name. Sparkle. That's what muffin. they named it. Yeah. Sounds it's like a. It. <laughs> Emeritus Jactatus. Jactatus. Yeah, that's what that says. Right. Um, and 
Sparkle Muffin is the name that it was given. It was... Uh, <laughs> is it just a very pretty spider? It, it was named by the University of California um, mm. researcher Madeline Girard, 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 Girard. Girard. Um, doesn't that sound like a name that would come from California? It really does, yeah. Li- as soon as you said that, I thought, yeah, only in California. <laughs> wow, it's like it's got a little hat on. What should we call it, Madeline? Let's call it Sparkle Let's go Muffin. for Sparkle Muffin because, I mean, what else would you call a spider with a colourful head? It actually seems more friendly being called Sparkle Muffin, don't you think? I suppose so, but you wouldn't want it running over you, would you? If it was called Deadly Blue and Red Spider, <laughs> <Yeah>. stay away. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, God. It's like that, that thing uh, one Evil. of our friends showed us yesterday about the camel spider. It's like anything that has a prefix that is larger than a mouse, like this is something to be fearful of. The camel spider. <laughs> it's yeah. like enormous. Ugh. That's crazy. Terrifying. So the the spiders are just five millim- millimetres long. Five millimetres. Oh, they're very small. Dilly, dilly, little spider. Um, and it's got a bright... That, that pretty little thing is five millimetres. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. It's a little sparkle muffin. Yeah. And um, a fancy hat. It's got, <laughs> it's got a fancy hat. It's got like <laughs> a blue back and red stripes. And um, he will... He's got a signature mating dance, which the male spiders raise a leg. <laughs> to signal to females, which is this here. I'm ready. So it's like he's doing like a John Travolta, whoop, yeah. like that, with one <laughs> arm in the air. And his head's like tilted to the side. <laughs> so funny. So that is a really cute name, huh? I was actually looking at um, some of the world's strangest animals and that was one of them that came up. <laughs> I've never seen. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> the other one that I thought was quite funny was this harpy eagle. Ooh. It just looks like it has so much personality. It does, doesn't it? It's kind of like... It's got quite, <laughs> quite the face. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a human face on a bird. <laughs> you know, like, if you did put, like, a prosthetic bird beak on a human... That's how they would look. That's how this bird yeah, it looks. it looks totally removed from its body, doesn't it? It's weird. It's really strange. So, apparently, it's a cross between a cockatoo and a bird of prey. Um... It's a very distinctive bird. I've never seen that thing either. It's, yeah. It looks like it, it's lived about ten lifetimes. It's yeah, so it does. It looks very wise. It looks like a wise, wise bird. <laughs> it's really strange. Unusual. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to show you. This is just too much for me. I can't cope with this. Oh, my gosh. The bilby. The bilby. I feel like I might have discovered this before. It looks like a mix between a rabbit and, uh, well, a mole. It's so cute. It's, it, it looks like a combination of a piglet, a rabbit, and a bandicoot. Apparently it comes from the bandicoot. Okay. What the same species Bilby. you mean? <laughs> Bilby is from Australia, I think. I suppose um, it's got a similar kind of name to wallaby, isn't it? Yeah. It's so cute, but it's um, the population is going down apparently. But it's very, very cute. So (laughs) I just had to show you more amazing nature lessons from our weird life. There you go. (laughs) We're always talking about nature. Well, it's all around us, isn't it? You can't, you can't escape it. So 
That's it's not true. Like, it's not like it's an insignificant thing. Yeah, we still haven't seen a bear. No, one day. I did discover that. hopefully it doesn't come to our door. I did discover, yeah, true, that there's an animal here called a ten. Ten. Mm. And it looks kind, it's big, it's quite big, and it looks like a, kind of like a weasel slash fox, but it's like bigger than a fox. Yeah, I'd never heard of one before, before we were told about it. Yeah, because my friend was like telling me, <laughs> she was like, what's this? Because she's like new to Japan. And I was like, I have no idea. I have I've never <laughs> seen that before. And she's like, yeah. I saw like 10 of them. Oh, no. Maybe not ten. <laughs> anyway, we found out it was called ten. <laughs> I was like, where did I get the number ten from? Yeah. Ten. Uh, Japanese weasel, I guess. I don't know what it's yeah. called. Fascinating nature. Mm-hmm. Right, Joe, I think we should uh, draw to a close there. Wrap it on up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, before we bring the podcast to an end, actually, I just want to mention this very briefly. We've kind of tossed around the idea mm-hmm. of doing um a live episode yeah of a podcast like a live stream mm-hmm. whether we do this via something like twitch or youtube we're not entirely sure yeah but what we'd like to know is first would anyone be interested in that <laughs> and second uh which platform do you tend to watch live streams on um, yeah because, yes. yeah, mm-hmm. that would be an, a new venture for us. We would love to do that. And we want to do it as kind of like a cele- celebratory episode. Yeah. Um, because we're nearing to, I guess, a year. Yes, we are. I was going to say 50 episodes. So but then, in, yeah, August, in August, we'll have been doing our weird life for a, a whole year. A whole year. So we'd like to celebrate our first year of our weird life yeah. by doing a live episode. Doesn't that seem weird to think about that now? Yeah. A full year of, of sitting and talking to each other every it week. It doesn't feel like <laughs> it at all. No, it's a Zoom by, isn't it? But actually, I mean, we're only a few episodes away from 50 episodes. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, that's like it's an anniversary great. mark, isn't it? Right there, 50, 50 episodes, I think. Yeah. So let us know. Would you be interested... And what platform would you be interested in seeing that, mm-hmm. if you are? You can let us know on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, or even through uh, Podbean, there is like a comment section there. You can uh, let us know what mm-hmm. you think. Um, as you probably know by now, we release episodes every Sunday. And uh, yeah, check out at Our Weird Life Pod for our social media channels. Yeah, and I'll put those pictures on of... Us at Team Lab. Yes, that's <laughs> a couple a very of years idea. ago. I think it'd be interested to see uh, what it actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we've described it uh, with some sort of justice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jody, do you have any revelatory statements of this week? My revelationary, revelationary <laughs> statement this week is to do with my lovely husband Jack because uh, he's oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's naughty. No, he's not. <laughs> He's um he's he's burnt himself out a little bit this week. So I just want to tell you, if you're one of those people that you can never do too much and you're always running around and you fill every second of your day, it's okay to just sit down and do nothing. Nothing at all. Just look out the window with a cup of tea. Let's do that, everyone. Just what just once, <laughs> you know, once a week. I couldn't agree more, especially today. My body's just gone, nope, no more today. So. Yeah, your body's like, no, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah. Every just... now and again, you do too much, don't you? And it's time to just stop. 
mm-hmm. recharge, recharge, and then off you go again. That's my revolutionary advice. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot even what I used to call it now. Oh, well. Thanks for that, Joe. <laughs> okay. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.